Hello, welcome to Motherhood Out Loud, a safe place for mothers to talk openly about their experiences without fear of judgment or shame. Our hope is for women to realize that we're not alone in the variety of emotions we feel and that we're able to provide a more loving community for future moms. Let's take take our our power back and and live motherhood out loud. With Carla and Cindy. Hi guys, welcome back. I know it's been quite a while since you guys have heard from us. So sadly, we were not gone for happy reasons. Um, I've actually had a really sucky summer um, and few months. So actually, my dad passed away in July, at the end of July. And then my grandma, my mom's mom, passed away at the end of September, like almost two months after my dad. Um, So that's why we've been gone. So that's what this episode is kind of going to be about. I'm just talking about our our experiences, I guess. A club that you never want to join, but now I'm a part of, is losing a parent. And Carla is already a part of that group for a while. So just talking to her about her experience and any wisdom that she has to share about what she's been through. Um, so just a little bit about I'm not going to go into a lot of detail about my dad's passing, but, um, and I also don't probably don't want to cry this whole time, but, um, he was in the hospital for almost three months and he passed away. Um, so it was just really hard for us and, um, As a lot of people know, that was like a really big fear of mine was losing my dad. But um, now it's about just trying to live without him here um, in a physical sense. But And then losing my grandma was also hard. That was kind of, she was sick around the, her and my dad were kind of sick together. Um, but she was doing a lot better. And so... She passed away in her sleep, and that was very unexpected, and she didn't know that my dad had passed away, so we were keeping that from her, and just to try to keep her happy, because we thought it would really hurt her if she knew, and so my mom didn't get to spend too much time with her mom, because she didn't know that my dad had passed away, so... That's kind of hard because she didn't get to spend a lot of time with her and we didn't really think she was going to pass, but she did. Um, But she had a really long life. She was 86 years old. So, Um, But I guess nobody ever thinks like we've had enough time with our loved ones. You know, I think all of us always hope that we could have more time. But uh, I think one thing that really bothered me too is just how the hospital – treated in my family with my dad. Um, and I have a really hard time with that because I'm a nurse and I know how things should be. But I think right now with COVID, having made like a lot of nurses, travel nurses, I think the care just really has suffered. And I don't think nurses care that much anymore. I mean, sure, you're going to fight nurses that do. Um, but I do think that a lot of them mistreated my dad and I don't 
I mean, I understand that I think my dad would have passed away regardless of what they did, but they made the experience very traumatic for us, and it didn't have to be that way. I think he could have died with, you know, without certain events happening because of them, and it sucks that, you know, we experienced, like, nurses lie to us and repetitively lie, hide things from us. Um, at the end of my dad's life, he had multiple wounds that I didn't even know about because nobody told us. And at that point, I couldn't look at my dad's body. I didn't want to see what was going on to protect my own mental health. And But they never told us. So just things like that that are super unfair. Um So if you guys ever have family in the hospital, you guys just really have to be on top of things because it's not right what's going on right now in the hospitals. And so that's like a big, a big thing for me. Um, and it doesn't matter if you're a nurse, like it doesn't matter talking to the higher ups, they still lie, they still cover things up. And I think it's just really wrong that they're doing that. Um Let's see, other than that, I think I think the best thing that I could tell anyone right now that still has like their fam their parents or really close family or just anyone that they love is just to spend a lot of time with them. Um despite, you know, your marriage, maybe your marriage doesn't, you know, maybe your husband or wife doesn't get along with your parents, like still make the efforts because those are If you know, if you have a good relationship with them and you love them, like you should still go see them and be with them as much as you can. I think that's one thing I, I don't have regrets about. My dad, I spent so much time with my parents, like every day. You know, they lived with me for, my dad lived with me for a little less than a year and my mom still lives here. So I was with them every day for years already. So I don't have any regrets about that. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Carla, if you have anything to say, I know your mom's been uh, passed away for going to be 11 years. You shared with me before we recorded. So I don't know if you have anything to share about your journey, losing your mom. I know you're way younger than me. So I think, I think about that too, because I'm like, I wish I could have had my dad longer but I know that some people have their parents for a shorter time. So um, I don't know if you have anything to share. Yeah. And so for those that don't know, and, you know, just kind of like hearing you let, like talk about what it's like to see your parents sick. Sometimes I don't know what it's easier if when it's um, when you had time to prepare for their passing or when it's so sudden, like I think both coins have something that kind of like tears at your heart, right? Because you're losing your parent. And for me, this December will be 11 years. So a lot of that pain and that grief that you're going through right now, I lifted when I was a sophomore in college. And it was one of the things that, definitely shaped the person I became and it, it was such a monumental part of my life and I want to tell you Cindy it's gonna get easier 
it does but let's say the pain is at a 10 it just goes down to a seven i was i thought that at 10 years i don't know why in my head i had this miracle idea that on the 10th year anniversary of my mom's passing i was gonna be fine like some reason like the pain was gonna lessen it was gonna go away and it's gotten to the point where it's bearable and things happen and um I think for me, a lot of what happened when she passed away, it was me, you know, given the circumstances, the circumstances we were in, um, I couldn't spend a lot of time with her in the hospital. And she was also hospitalized for, she was in an induced coma for nearly 100 days. And we we couldn't go in. It was only my dad and limited family that was able to see her. So a lot of that really puts a lot of trauma into them passing. and then at least for me, and sometimes I feel really guilty about it, is that when she did pass, it did give me some sort of relief. And I think that's the only thing that kind of helped me get through those years is that I saw the pain and suffering she was in. So to know she wasn't going through that anymore and that her quality of life would have diminished significantly, like the people that knew my mom, knew... um the kind of woman she was, she was very strong, very beautiful, very driven, very career driven. And to see what the illness did to her and what happened, I find some sort of relief knowing that the quality of life she would have led after that wouldn't have been what she wanted. It would have just been prolonged. So a lot of that helped. Um, I didn't, I just kind of went full throttle in life. I had to take care of my brother. So when my mom passed, I had just turned 20 and my brother was 11, 12. So he was in middle school. And so we just went into like repair mode. We're like, what do we need to do to survive? Okay, I need another job to provide for the bills. I need to make sure my brother goes to school. I need to make sure he goes to his doctor appointment, make sure my dad is okay. And we kind of like buried the the pain and the grief. We just kind of like, ignored it and moved on with life and tried to like live our life as much as we could um was it the healthiest thing to do no it was literally survival mode and I think 10 years down the line my brother my father and I are kind of like really trying to piece our lives together um really um start with the healing process because I don't think we ever did I think we just kind of were like well, that happened. That sucks. Um, what are we going to do now? And, you know, like you said, like losing a parent, I don't think you can be 11. You can be 65. I don't think it ever gets easier. I don't think at any point anybody's going to be like, oh, I'm so relieved. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, you know, we have an older audience that can tell us, but it's one of those things that you don't wish on anybody, but it is one of those things that it's kind of like the reality of life. And it pains me so much to see people um, not have, and I know we all have different relationships with our parents and some can be good, some can be bad, and you don't have to force anything um, with your family. You know, if they're toxic, if they're bad to you, you decide who your family is, but if you do have a decent relationship or you think you can make amends and it's in your heart for your own good to do make them, I think it's always good just because of that. Um, a lot of the reason and <clears throat> to kind of like backtrack a lot of why my birth and becoming a mother was so important 
had to do with the fact that I lost my mom. Like, that is the main reason why I went into looking for a doula was because everybody talked about, I want my mom at my birth. I want my mom to support me through pregnancy. And I didn't have that. I didn't have my mom. I don't know how much it would have affected me um, losing my dad, right? It's not something I want to think about now. But losing my mom, I know it played a big role into like decisions that I've made in my life. A lot of the grief and the pain that I feel, it's I do this because I lost my mother. I look for a doula, I look for those services because I wasn't going to have a mom to help me. I struggle a lot postpartum, probably because of my own things, but also I didn't have my mom to help me, to support me, to guide me, to give me advice. And it's like those little moments, like, you know, like, the first anniversary, the first Christmas, the first this, the first that, they always hurt. And, but there's a lot of um, beauty in our kids. Like I want to say becoming a mom, I see so much of my mom and Cassie. And it's, I don't know. I think my, I think my dad, even including my dad, um, found a lot of like peace and relief when Cassie was born because we felt like we were getting a little piece of my mom back. Like Cassie is, she's a firecracker, <laughs> and a lot of people say that that's you. And I'm like, well, no, I'm like my mom. I'm I'm the way I am because I have my mom's personality, and a lot of what people see is like. A lot of people that know me and then my mother, you know, like uh, our family, friends, the older I get, the more they tell me, you look so much like your mom. You look so much like your mom. And it's true. I have pictures where we are, I feel like my mom literally went copy and paste with me. Like we look so much alike and I see so much of Cassie and me. And the little things that we notice are like our lips. She has my mom's lips and every time she smiles, it's like I'm seeing a part of her and Cassie loves dancing, so did my mom, and like that little spunky energy, like we see that and it gives me so much joy, but with that joy comes the pain of like, she's not here, or, you know, we we wonder like, where my mom would have been as a grandma, that's something that me and my brother talk about so much, is like, what would mom have been like as a grandma, would she have been the spoiling kind, would she have been the one like, don't call me grandma, call me auntie kind of life. Like, we don't know, right? Like, we just like to think and dream of these things. But it is a reality of our lives. And, like, I've had 10 years to prepare for it. And I want to say that it got easier. But in some some days, I still miss her a lot. Um, And that's the only advice I can tell you. Like, I try to push myself so much to be like, you have to be better, Carla, because it's been seven years. It's been eight years. It's been nine years. It's been 10 years. Like, you have to be better. And that's a lot of the reason of why I ended up in therapy last year. It was because I had this idea that December was going to roll around because my mom passed right after Christmas. And for some reason, on that anniversary, the bell was going to ring and I was going to wake up fine the next day. And it had been 10 years, and I had given myself a decade to grieve, and the pain was going to go away. 
And then lo and behold, January was around and I'm still like dealing with this grief. And I'm like, well, that, that doesn't align with my plan. <laughs> like what happened? Like I thought at 10 years, I was going to be better. And it's one of those things that kind of like led me into like seeking therapy and kind of like making peace with that. And um, am I better? I don't know. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out. But there's some stuff that I don't think you ever heal from but there's times when you will laugh there are times maybe not today maybe not tomorrow maybe not even in a month but there's times when I look back and I just laugh I laugh at the memories that she had and like the comments that she made and when different songs come on like we we automatically dance to them because it's what she would have done it was her favorite song and you know we laugh about it now and like I said, my brother and I have this thing where we play a lot of, what will mom do? What will mom say? Or, you know, like, what will mom be at 50? Because, you know, she was 40 when she passed away. And so we didn't get to see a lot of that from her. And what a 50th birthday party would have been for her. What being a grandma, what she would have acted like at my wedding and my brother's graduation and stuff like that and that. Those moments are the ones that hurt. The moments that, you know, have those pictures with them. But in a way, I'm so glad you got to spend so much time with your parents too. And that you got to be with your dad. And I saw the relationship that you have always had with your parents, Cindy. And it makes me really happy. And I know it sucks. And I know it hurts. And I think for anybody that's lost a parent, like, yeah, you're never going to get enough time. You... You wish they were with you forever. But I always try to focus on those times of like when we laughed. Even when we fought. I still laugh about times when I was grounded because I was constantly grounded when I was in high school. And it was one of those things where like now I laugh and now I'm like, gosh, like you start to notice we're like, damn, mom was right. And you laugh because you're like, gosh, I'm becoming my mom. But you don't say it with, that this is Dane or that little like chip on your shoulder you would have said it before like now it's like cool <laughs> like you start to think about those things and you know for anybody that's lost family members I think it's it's a grief that kind of like lives with you but there's some peace to it as well eventually like I said not today not tomorrow probably not next week either but eventually it does kind of just settles into like this part of you that I sometimes I feel like I play the card of you know like my mom passed away and that's why I am a mess in May and December like I'm always a mess in May for me it's really hard to enjoy Mother's Day as a mom now because as much as I love celebrating Mother's Day, there's a woman missing. There's a, I can be celebrated as much as I want, but there's always that pain of like, well, I'm not going to see my mom. I'm not going to give her flowers. I'm not fighting with her of like trying to coordinate. Well, no, I have to go to my mother-in-law's and I have to see you and I have to see grandma. Like, I want that. I want to be fighting with her and be like, no, you were doing this and that, but Eventually, it gets easier. Um, a lot of the times, it's just 
giving into the grief that I feel and stop trying to make myself feel like forcing myself like you have to feel better like just going into the moment of hey right now it sucks and I don't feel good and maybe tomorrow I will but I'm not gonna put any pressure on myself and that's kind of like the way I go through with it because it's not fair for me to put all this rules on myself because I you wouldn't do that to yourself Cindy <laughs> and if I was telling you you would tell me to you know allow myself to grieve allow myself to feel but when it comes to taking our own advice that we tell our friends we don't give ourselves the same grace so that's something that you know I've been trying to work on and you know maybe you haven't lost a parent maybe you've lost someone else that's important to you and the grief hits you differently and so last summer I also lost my cousin so right around the 10 year mark of my mom passing I lost my cousin someone that was like a brother to me like but you don't think it's gonna pass away right because they're young he was 33 and I remember like that got at me so hard because here was once again someone that had been in this world way before I was born and they had always been in my life and then one day you wake up and you have to live the rest of your life without it and it's like well how am I supposed to do that like I've had them for 30 years and now I'm supposed to go 30 years without them like how do I uncondition myself but like I said like the grief eventually becomes a little bearable. I feel like it just kind of becomes part of you and try to enjoy those moments. And I want to say, yes, my relationship with my father is beautiful. And we joke a lot. Our relationship is a lot better now, but we still bump heads. And we still appreciate those times when we fight and we argue. And I tell him that he's my child and he's not listening. But... At the same time, I'm still very grateful that he's still here, that he's still annoying me, and that he's still, like, grinding my gears. And because at the end of the day, like, I hope that my dad is here for 30, 40 more years, please, because, you know, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, life already kicked my ass once. I can't do it again, right? Like, I, like I'm like, right. I, I'm owed this. <laughs> Please, like this is when I this is what I'm deserving now, but you know it's like one of this episode. I think none of us want to talk about. I know it's very uncomfortable. I think for people that haven't experienced it, I mean it's uncomfortable for us, but it's our reality. I mean, there's no. You think I? I don't know. I, I've been crying this whole time that Carla's talking. <laughs> I just had my mic turned off, but. Um, I think what you said is like, it's true. Like, you know, you have your friends that, and you know, we're guilty of it too. Like, oh, my dad is so annoying. Like, I I remember I used to think, because me and my dad were super similar. And so we would fight a lot. And, but it was like our, you know, like at the end of the day, I think we knew that we loved each other. That was just our, our relationship. And my mom would say like, oh, you guys are always fighting. Like, don't start again. And, 
me and my dad would just look at each other and like smile and like, yeah, we're fighting, but like, it's our thing. Like we're just laugh, you know? And I think when you're in it, it's easy to not want to talk to your parents because they're annoying you or, oh, my dad, there he goes talking about that again or whatever. But I, I told one of my friends, like, let him talk about whatever he wants to talk about because one day he's not going to be here anymore and you're going to only be able to laugh about the times that, you know, or think about like, oh, I should have let my dad talk about that. And I think that's one of the things that I have a regret is that. So my dad had been dealing with like health issues for a few years and um, I never I never like to think about him as sick. And I hate when people say that he was sick because they don't on a day to day like he wasn't, you know, he was still active and still happy and everything. And but I think I got so as a nurse, I got so focused on making sure that he was okay that I think I didn't get to enjoy just him as my dad. And I think that's one thing that I, I do regret. It's like, so if you have parents that, you know, have some illnesses, like I think it's okay to be worried and it's hard not to be worried and you want to stay on top of them, especially if they're really stubborn. But at the same time, like you have to just take days where, you know, or time where you're just being normal and just talking. And I feel like that's where I struggled a lot with my dad is like most of the time that we were talking, it was about his health. and. Chris would always tell me, like, just talk to your dad normal about normal stuff. And I think that's hard for me, too, is that Chris and my dad were super close. And uh, Chris lost his dad in 2016. And I think I don't think my dad was another dad to him, but I think he was a really close friend and a really close mentor to Chris. And so it really also hurt me for Chris that now we don't have those men to look up to in our lives like they're gone and it just sucks in that way um but I think another thing is just like you said focusing on like the happy moments and it's hard right now for me um I think I have a lot of flashbacks I don't know if it happened to you but I have a lot of flashbacks to my dad being sick and I can't get them out of my head So it's hard to think about like happy stuff. Like in the middle of the night, I'll just wake up thinking of like the wounds on his body. And it just like, it's very traumatic for me. And I, and I try to just not think of those things, but it's really hard. I just want to think about him like happy and I don't know, just the happy moments, but it's hard. And like, for me, I know that your mom didn't even get to meet Cassie and my dad did get to meet my son but even then like Yandel started talking this summer and my dad didn't get to hear him and the whole time he was in the hospital I never took Yandel to see him um and so it just makes me sad to see him like talking and just to think my dad never got to hear him talk (laughs) it just sucks but I don't know like I think also just like those random moments that you don't even expect to get because we cried so much this summer. Like, I think a lot of people are like, they see us and they see my mom and we're laughing and stuff. And they're like, what's wrong with you? Like, you should be crying the whole time. But the thing is, like, you guys don't understand is that we've been crying all summer and it's been terrible. 
And so I understand when you said like it's a little bit of relief in a way and you hate to like say it, I guess, but we were just living under so much stress and so much anxiety for so long that, you know, at the end of my dad's life, we had to, dis- we were like at the border of deciding whether to just take him home on hospice and just wait for him to pass away or like that was kind of where we were at um and I kept praying that the decision would be made for us because I didn't want to have to make that decision and I I kept telling my mom and my brothers like if he goes home on hospice like it could be a while before he passes away and so when he passed away I remember saying like well thank god like he passed because I kept saying like if he's gonna die like if no matter what happens he you know after all these months like he's gonna die like that's just what's gonna happen I'd rather that it happen fast and pain painless for him because why why drag it out and just watch him pass you know that's hard for us it's hard for him and so in a way I was like okay well he's gone like that's what I was praying for, you know, and I think the whole time, like, Chris always, he didn't, none of us thought my dad was going to die, and so when he was sick, I kept telling Chris, like, well, do you have hope, and he was just like, yeah, I have hope that he's going to be fine, but towards the end, I was like, Chris, do you have hope, and he's like, well, hope changes, Cindy, and, like, it evolves, and I think it does, like, at first, you're hoping that, they're going to survive and that they'll be back and that they won't have any issues like with their, cause my dad was like very independent, very always doing something like he was just not the type to just sit around. So I wanted him to be back and able to do everything that he enjoyed to do. So you hope for that initially. And then when things aren't looking good, you know, you start to hope for a quick passing and a painless passing. And I think you still have hope but it just changes and you still care about him and you just want him to pass, you know, without any pain. And, and that I am grateful for that. My dad passed peacefully. Um, so that's all that I could have asked for at that point. But it sucks. Like the other day I was driving and, and I, t- I took a turn on my car and it made this weird noise. And so I was like, I need a call, but I can't call my dad. So I called my brother, I called Chris, I called my other brother, nobody answered me. And then finally my older brother called me and and I was like, okay, I'm going to try not to cry because this is something that I would call dad about. And then I just started crying and I was just like, and my brother was like, I don't know what to tell you. Like I, you know, I'm sure dad would have an answer, but I don't. He's like, I'm not a mechanic. And I was just like, why am I crying like uncontrollably? But it's like, I just can't call my dad, you know? And then... The other day I was walking to one of my clients' houses and it was raining. And I remember I saw this huge rainbow and it made me so happy. And I was just driving and then it was raining so hard. And I was like, man, I don't have an umbrella. And then I thought, I do. My dad put an umbrella in my car many years ago because he was like, "You just in case you get caught in the rain. And I'm just like, oh, that's my dad. Like he's always taking care of, of us and he's always worried for us. And I don't know, it's... It's been really hard. I don't even, I feel like I'm just rambling, but it's been really hard. And I think right now I'm all in a way also like in 
repair mode like how you said you were uh, mostly just to take care of my mom because I really hurt for my mom because she lost my dad which she's been with my dad since she was 16 and then she lost her mom right after which it's like when my dad passed away like she still called my mom my grandma every day she was still like had someone to talk to (laughs) and I feel like even yesterday she was like I don't know if her phone rang and my brother was like oh your phone's ringing mom and she's like well it doesn't matter your dad's not calling me and grandma's not calling me and you guys are here so there's no one else that would need me now it's just like that really sucks I feel like my mom is alone and so it's hard for me (laughs) and I want to just take care of her the best that I can and then you also have the fear of like well because so many people have passed away this year that I'm just like well is she gonna pass away too like you start to think about about that and you start being like afraid of that (laughs) um but yeah I don't even I don't know what to say but I guess we could end on like a happy memory of like something that really defines who our parents were. And I think for me, um, so at my wedding, my dad had actually just had open heart surgery that summer and he had to be started on dialysis. And I remember that year I thought, I thought, man, I I don't even know if my dad's going to make it to my wedding, you know? And so he did. And I remember we did our our father-daughter dance and we were dancing and I remember trying to, like, I was getting sad and, like, emotional and my dad was like, Cindy, don't cry. <laughs> he was like, it's, he would love to dance and he was just kind of like, it's his time to shine, like, it's our time to shine. And he was like, don't ruin it by crying. And I was just, that's very much my dad. Like, he just, he was a happy guy like he loved to dance I mean I think to us he was a little bit more serious with his kids but if you ask anyone else like my dad was always joking and everything I think with us he just got into dad mode a little bit most like you know often but that I always remember that that he he really wanted to put on a show for everyone and he didn't want me to cry and he was like why are you even though the song was sad that we were dancing to he was like no, like we're going to dance. Like this is a celebration. And that that's a happy memory of my dad. And I think about that. Like sometimes when I get really sad, I'm like, well, dad would have just said, Cindy, like, you know, it's okay. And I think for me, what helped a lot is that my dad always talked about heaven a lot. And he would always tell me like, oh man, like, I wonder how he was just always like, I wonder what heaven is like. I'm like the Bible says that it's more, it's so beautiful. Like we would never even understand like how beautiful it is. And when he died, I I knew like that he was in heaven and he just always thought about it so much that, and he would always tell me about it, that, that I just felt like happy that he was there and he wasn't suffering and he didn't have to live life, like not being able to walk or whatever would have happened at the end. Um, that was helpful for me. Um, I was going to say something else and it slipped my mind, but I think just holding on to those little moments, like you said, even though it's, it's super hard, but I don't know if you have a moment to share about 
something that you would say like this is was my mom's personality like this is how she was so my mom she was she was hilarious in the sense that she would always tease me because I was a nerd since I was a kid <laughs> like I was in elementary and she would be like you're such a nerd but she would say it with like this teasing proud voice in her and I remember and it still cracks me up because I'm an accountant now. I'm a numbers person, something she would have never been because she was a hairstylist. She was a very successful business owner somehow, some way. And, but it will always crack me up. And I remember one time in middle school, um, I was doing, I was in eighth grade and I was doing like high school algebra because, you know, I was a nerd and my mom was just laughing at me that I was a nerd. And I remember she was just like, why do they start mixing letters with numbers? Like math is math, writing is writing. Why is there letters? And I just remember, like, are you gonna help me or not? She's like, I can't. She's like, I was able to help you when you were in third grade. That's as far as I can help you. And it's just like those funny things because people always ask me, like, why are you such a nerd? Why are you so smart? Like, why do you read so much? Were your parents like that? And I'm like, no, my mom was absolutely. She would tease me since I was eight years old that I was such a nerd that I would read so much. And it just makes me laugh because now I see Cassie and who knows what she's going to be like in school. But I always tell my husband, I always tell Ivan, I'm like, if she's not a nerd like me, like we're going to (laughs) struggle because my mom struggled with me, but I'm the nerd. So she's not a nerd. Like, how are we going to communicate? Because my mom straight up told me, nah, you can't mix letters and numbers. That's it. That's not how the world works. And so I always laugh when like things like that happen because I'm like, people tell me like you're so much like your mom, and I'm like, yeah, but in other aspects I'm not. I still don't know why I'm a nerd. I don't know why I'm smart. I don't know why I'm the way I am. And you know, she would call me. Um, we used to watch like Familia Peluche a lot when we were kids, and she would always like call me Bibi for that reason. Like, porque no eres una niña normal. Because I was a nerd of the family, and I was just like, I don't know, I must be adopted. But obviously, I look exactly like her, so it was just this running joke. And, you know, we laugh about it now because even my brother or my dad would call me Bibi from time to time because they're like, no eres una niña normal. And I'm like, no, you guys are the weirdos. But, you know, it's like, I can laugh now, and I can look at pictures of her, and there's a lot of joy that comes with it because mm-hmm. the beautiful thing about her, our mind is that eventually just starts blocking out things that make us unhappy. <laughs> There's a very healthy coping mechanism. And, you know, Trauma like, response. Yeah, it's like eventually, you know, my therapist will probably tell me, no, Carla, you kind of need to face your things. And I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good avoiding certain feelings. <laughs> You're like, I don't remember any of it. So how can I face it? <laughs> yeah, I was like, if I don't remember, it's I'm blocked out. <laughs> but it's part of um it's like this next phase you go into whether you want to or not eventually we all graduate into the i saw a shirt the other day i said the dead dead mom club and Mm -hmm. i was just someone made a and now i can laugh but the other day someone in um in the group chat that i'm in we were talking and you know we tease each other and he said something about Oh, your mom. I forgot what I said. And then he's like, your mom. And I'm like, is anybody going to tell him? And the guy was like, oh, God, don't, don't. I'm so sorry. Don't tell me your mom passed away. I'm like, yeah. 
And I just laugh. Right. And I'm like, what kind of a weirdo just laughs, right? Of course, he couldn't see me laughing, but I give him so much grief about it. And he messaged me. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't mean to make this joke. I'm like, no, it's okay. It's been 10 years. I, I can laugh now. If you would have told me that a year into my mom passing, yeah, I would have cried and I would have hated you for life. But now it's it's funny to tease you because you made a your mom joke and ha, huh, I don't have a mom. Like right. the last laugh. <laughs> you know, and it's like people will be like, You're crazy, but eventually you do get there and it's not always easy, it's not always pretty, but you kind of just tend to focus on those things and you look back and you laugh and you know, I'm glad that you have your siblings to kinda like remember those stories with and that you know, Chris and your father had a really good relationship. So you have like those memories and, you know, we, we all kind of, people were asking us what happened to the podcast and I'm like, real life happened. <laughs> but, mm. you know, I'm glad that we're back. Yeah, I'm glad that we yeah, and- forgot how to do this for a while. <laughs> I know I didn't remember the password. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. But my dad would have wanted us to continue because he would say like, he had no idea. My dad never listened to an episode. It was like too long. And he's like, I don't know what it's about. But he would always say, so are you going to record the pod today? And I was like, who calls it the pod? But I, he would just make me laugh. Like, so how's the pod going? I'm like, dad, you are so old. Just <laughs> but I think another thing I wanted to share before we go out is that I think one thing that's been weird for me is like, learning things about your parent like from other people's perspective just how different like their relationships were with everyone like I'm sure Daniel like remembers things about your mom or had conversations with her that you would have never had and I think that's really weird in a way because it's like I hear things that he would talk to my brother about and like things he would talk to me about and things it was just so different like we just didn't so they knew like different aspects of my dad than I did because everybody just you know the way he talks to people was just different and so you start you still learn things about them that you didn't know because you know what I mean it's just it's it's cool in a way and sometimes it makes me sad because I'm like well why didn't he ever tell me about that but I'm like you know we just had different experiences Mm -hmm. with him and um uh I am gonna be starting therapy (laughs) I think lesson from Carla's book you know I'm gonna start therapy soon I'd been wanting to start even before he passed away to deal with the fact that he might pass away. So now that he did pass away, I'm like, okay, well, maybe I need to go to therapy. So I'm going to start therapy um, and we'll see how it goes. And I mean, the holidays are coming around, so it's kind of like my birthday's coming around. So it'll be the first time without my dad. So they're hard you know but give yourself grace and yeah. it's just one of those things of it is it's what i made peace with it's like part of life and it's what's gonna happen and we don't want it to happen but it will and we yeah. didn't know how to be moms and i don't know we know how to be moms but i think we're doing a decent job <laughs> and so also going to therapy for that <laughs> and so, so eventually it's you learn how to you know keep going and it's just one of those things, and it's a sad club to join, but yeah, definitely. I, like, I never wanted to join that club, but here we are. So, I think that's we'll talk to you guys next week, hopefully, not with tears in our eyes. But that's we just wanted to let you guys know where we've been, and uh, 
yeah, thank you for listening and we'll see you guys next time. Bye, guys.